Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast, produced by me, Fraser McGrewer, for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision-making. I'm here with Jordan Fermanis, Nick Hare, and Tom Spence of Aleph Insights. And this week, we're discussing what's wrong with punctuation. Nick, what, what, what's wrong with punctuation? Well, we were having a chat on Slack uh, the other the other week, and uh, Peter, who obviously sadly couldn't be here today, um, uh, tr- made this point that there are some phrases which are really useful, but which are still somehow awful at the same time. Things like value offer, you know, all that kind of yeah, business yeah, speak. Yeah. You know what I mean? And 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 you you want to use it because it's the right phrase, but at the same time you want to distance yourself from it. Now, it's not quite scare quotes because scare quotes are like almost you're not really committing what to the thing quotes? at all. Scare quotes are when you, um, you know, if you say... You just did an air quote. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I'm getting to... I was just practicing, just okay. getting my fingers warmed should, should up. Should we narrate what we can see Nick yeah. doing for <laughs> yeah. the listeners? Um, it's when you don't, you don't agree with what's being said. So if I were to say something like, um, oh, yeah, and, and, you know, there was an attack by freedom fighters. Okay using scare quotes. So that's scare quotes. I'm saying I'm not yeah, committing. Yeah. I'm actively not committing to this. So they're but ironic this, air quotes. Right. But sort of. this is this is when this is when you kind of want to do that, but you actually do mean what you're saying. You just sort of hate the phrase. Anyway, that's the point. He said that we, we should get some new punctuation marks for that kind of use of, ah. of sort of not quite scare quotes. It's more, you know, ironic, non-ironic, yeah. ironic yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, usage. Anyway, so it got us thinking about, well, what actually, if we were going to fix what's missing from punctuation, what, um, you know, what would we add if we could? And, uh, could, you know, what, how do we, what's punctuation for? And, and um, you know, how will we optimise it? Um, and how is it changing with things like emojis? Okay, yeah. there's lots of different uh, interesting questions there. Yeah, we just we just emojis. Yeah, the new punctuation. I just want to say something do about, about the just word like emojis. Yeah, I just want to I just want to say something because there'll be some pedants out there who'll go, in the plural of emoji is emoji me because it. I mean, it's a Japanese word and they don't have plurals. Um, I've got a proposed usage. Yeah. Before we continue, which is that an emoji is a particular class of. Uh, symbols like the smiley face yeah that's an emoji if i use it in a text message that use of it is an emojo yeah and then and then uh if i talk about more than one like the um you know the the uh smiley face and the sad face that's emojis that's how i'm going to be using it i thought this podcast was about punctuation not grammar it is but i i just i also think the word emojo deserves to exist as an instance of an emoji that's it that's all i'll say fine um tom so I think to to kick off I've uh, I've got a list here that it's kind of a widely agreed upon list from a lot of uh, you know English language teaching publications of the 14 common punctuation marks used in English. I, there are 14? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I only use about two. So anyway. <laughs> the 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 most the most agreed upon list is the semicolon. Yes. The comma. Yes. Question mark. Exclamation point. Full stop. Ellipsis. Uh, What's you, an ellipsis? Uh, a dot dot dot. Okay. Um, you've also got uh, quotation. Uh, did, did I say quotation marks? Well, we got. Do, are you counting double and single? Oh, should I should ones? I just start that list again? No, no, you didn't say quotation marks. Keep going. Okay. Uh, you have uh, brackets. Yeah. Uh, square brackets. Yeah. And curly braces. Yeah. Um, 
as well as rarely hyphens. seen outside maths papers the old curly no pieces. no so they're, they're some of the more unusual ones but they are mm. still considered among 14 right. okay uh, hyphens and dashes yeah yeah well uh, hyphens and dashes being this one thing or two you're saying uh two things yeah, yeah and did i say colon as well i think i didn't I don't think you I, did i mean you got 13. them in a list yeah should i just read the list from the beginning no 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 we we get it there's a few there's several yeah okay <laughs> So, essentially, those are, those are the normal ones, the ones we we'd all think of. Um, and have you got them just in a great big string of text without any punctuation? Is that the problem? <laughs> yeah, right. that is the problem. So, I think to add to that, or almost a good start point for the conversation, is the most famous invented uh, punctuation, which mm. is the interrobang. Mm. What's that? What's that? The interrobang is an attempt to create a piece of punctuation that. Uh, indicates a question asked with intensity so it's a, a merger of an exclamation mark and a question mark but but they, we already have that because it's question mark exclamation mark yeah yeah and not by the way the other way around the other way around would be preposterous it has to go question mark exclamation mark but it, it's just an attempt to make maybe that chuck into in one some symbol. in there as well yeah <laughs> but it's an attempt to make that into one symbol right but we yeah. do have that because i use it a lot i think no, it's really uh, useful i think uh, agreed and i think this is a point to consider when we're thinking about new punctuation is what do we actually need new punctuation for mm. and what do we have or what can we already create with our kind of modular toolkit you know we we have letters to make words from and we can make all sorts of different words with a limited number of letters can we do the same with the punctuation we have now mm. and if not what do we need to add to mm. be able yeah. to make new things okay um let's hear from jordan your sort of thoughts at this point um, I think one of the ones to pick up from what Tom just said, one of the one of the parts of punctuation that I think would be valuable is uh, something that indicates tone, like a sarcasm mark, mm. or something that where words and punctuation are sometimes too ambiguous to to sort of specify what you the what you mean. Especially, I think this is common in like texting when you're texting someone, mm. and sometimes you write something. You might say it sarcastically, but that can't really come across in a in, in a written format as well. Mm, mm. So there are things there. There was an attempt to make a sark mark, mm. which apparently resembles the digit six with a dot in the middle of it, oh. um, and was designed to to denote sarcasm. Um, it didn't take off, obviously. Mm. <laughs> none of us are using it. Do you know when it was designed? In the nineties. Okay. Yeah. Well, although people. Uh, forward slash s which is designed to look like i think like a css code for a particular style really has taken off i mean i what? see that a lot say it again uh forward slash s after your statements you make a statement Jesus. which is sarcastic okay. yeah and then you write forward slash s so i think i now this is i'm outside my comfort zone here but i think formatting like css formatting you you can put like um slash b for example to to turn bold on and then slash B to turn it off again. Yeah. And so the the idea is, it's yeah. like saying I've turned on and now I'm switching off my sarcasm. So gotcha. saying that that what that thing I just said is sarcastic. So okay. So I mean, so, so people have invent have started using it 
even though we don't have uh, the, we're not using the the mark but certainly the concept is being used so this reminds me i've got a, a natural dislike of this and this reminds me of when i live what i think one of the cool things about uk is and we're always banging on about it but it, yeah there's quite a strong sense of sarcasm here right when we just in, in daily conversation i feel yeah well uh, sarcasm strict irony irony whatever mm. um but i remember when i lived in spain my my, my spanish flatmate there um, every time he was being sarcastic, he would say at the end of the sentence, he would say, I'm being sarcastic. Okay. <laughs> and it used to really piss me off because it's like the whole point, I think, maybe not the whole point, but the thing about sarcasm is it's kind of meant to be a little bit ambiguous. It's meant to be a little bit. Um, Agreed. Yeah. And so I would, I really hate the idea that, you know, you at the end of something, you put a slash S. Well, I think we might want to touch on why why things like this have Yeah, I mean, emerged. I think written versus oral, but anyway. Right, um, who wants to go next? Where are we? Who wants to have a chat? Yeah. I, I, don't, well, I don't know what we're moving on to. So- I, th- I think the reason that Nick invited me on this podcast is because I'm a bit of a typography uh, potentially nerd. Uh, I think that would be an offensive no term for me. But yeah. uh, I, you know, I like I like typefaces, I like fonts and things. And I think it's interesting that Jordan brought up a case where someone tried to create a new glyph hmm. for a marker. When, if you look into the, the, the glyph set of basically any font you have... What is a glyph? A, a glyph being like uh, a symbol. Okay. You're right. Might know it as a, a letter. Is a glyph. But he wants a to call it a piece of punctuation is a glyph. It's it's. I just can think of words other than the character. Nerd, but keep going. <laughs> <A> character. <laughs> um, but if you look into the the set of any font, uh, can, can I just looks. ask a question? Is a colon one glyph or two glyphs? One glyph. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything you can press a button on a keyboard or enter. So it's a, a character. A character code. Right. Yeah. Um, will bring up a glyph, which is the image of the character. Right. All right. In the Good. font. Keep going with your point. Um, there are there are all sorts of symbols in there. I mean, you've got, for example, French quotation marks, which are uh, sets of kind of double uh, chevrons. double chevrons pointing right and left. Yeah. Which exist in They're almost the slightly every curlier font. ones. Is that what you mean? No. Very slightly. Yeah. I, mean, I think it depends on the font. Yeah, some will be straight. Yeah, some yeah, will be yeah. curlier. Okay. But they exist and. We don't use them. Could we repurpose some of these existing symbols yeah. for that don't have meanings in English yeah. for meanings that we need rather than trying to create all new symbols? Well, I mean, that's one question. But the other question is, which you kind of touched upon a bit, is, well, what are we missing? What, what, what can't we express? Well, let's let's we haven't really talked about emoji yet. Uh, so I I thought it'd be worth just looking at that as a, as an example of yeah. how new um, yeah. things emerge through demand and possibly supply. Well, I can think so of Tom is talking about there about the supply of glyphs that we have a bit of an overabundance of, of glyphs. Uh, we've got more characters than we use, so you know we've got plenty of opportunities to use them. Now let's think about the needs. What are the demands? What are the things that we uh, you know that we need to be able to say but can't yeah. um, is it the case that we're struggling because we're failing to find a way of expressing something we want to express yeah, yeah, yeah. now if you look at the emergence of emoji mm. Vladimir Nabokov mm. no less a figure than really? he don't tell me he invented the emoji no but he did say in the 1960s he said that there should be he indicated that there should be a way of communicating a smile Okay, and then um, emoticons were invented by uh, Scott Farman in 1982. 
And now these were not quite emoji. Not emojis? These, okay, no, these on. were prototype emoji that you, you will be familiar with because you make them with a with colon a, yes, and a bracket, for example. Yes, 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 yes. So, so the, these, and so they, they were, um, so that's sort of a, the early internet sort of yeah, era. Yeah. But in, I think the late 90s was when I became aware of this being a thing. And there were things like netiquette guides, mm. which said, you know, when you're on the internet, you people won't necessarily understand your tone of voice and mm. stuff mm. in a way that is not true of other kinds of formal writing. That there's a new kind, a whole new kind of informal discourse in things like text messages and emails and use Usenet groups and God stuff. God forbid that with this new technology, people would get would misunderstand, get angry with each other. Yes, um, thankfully no, that's yeah. never been known to happen. Exactly. But um, yeah. so this uh, Arlene Rinaldi said, without face-to-face communications, your joke may be viewed as criticism. When being humorous, use emoticons to express humor. And of course, we've talked about why that's an awful idea. And, and But, you know, it's a, it probably diffuses quite a lot of potential arguments. Now, the big moment, and this is, so you've got demand. We think there's a demand for this kind of thing. But then in 1997, first Japanese mobile phones with actual little symbols, little emojis, what you mm. recommend, re- recognize today, appeared. And then they really hit the big time, went global in the 2010s. Um, I they have some of them have acquired interesting usage for example the aubergine and the peach have as they say gone sexual so people use aubergine and peach emojis to 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 make lewd comments uh, I'm not sure I other. understand Nick Can no don't elaborate? worry uh, don't worry about it um, <laughs> and uh, uh, and you know there have been interesting cases where people have been arrested for using pistol and bomb emojis for example uh, interpreted as a threat um, Apple turned the pistol into a water water pistol because they thought it was controversial, for example. However, right, despite this abundance of emojis, I have not really been able to find much evidence that they're used as what we would understand as punctuation, by and large. Like they are used to replace words like re- like a rebus. Um, you know, people have done creative things, created poems in emojis and, and uh, emoems, I suppose we could call them, and uh, done things like, you know, you, yeah, you used them to say things, you know, to, to tell little stories in pictures and stuff. But I don't think they've really, they're fulfilling the role of punctuation. They're not supporting the understanding of written the, the written text the, they're not necessarily they, conveying meaning but they they are for, for I, conveying emotion Jordan I think they are conveying yeah. meaning but I think I agree with Nick in that they're not replacing punctuation either I think they're kind of they're almost they're almost eliminating the need for punctuation because you you can say everything you need to say through an assortment of emojis Rather than having to craft a sentence using using punctuation, which leads me on to a, a point that I can't think is it is it are they for lazy thick people? <laughs> uh, no. no, I they're just I, for Gen Z people. <laughs> I I think I feel like trying to talk in emojis is a bit like when they taught ape sign language, and they could get it in the sense that they could. Y- you know, refer to a banana or refer to a person, but they wouldn't create sentences. And I think, you you know, the limitations of emojis uh, as a kind of means of communication by themselves is is that they don't have a grammar, really, you know, in the, so you just can't, words are still better. Um, it's a bit like um, um, music, like written music. It's, you know, if you just show chord structures, for example, you, um, you know, 
notation, musical notation is useful because it, it, it's got all sorts of nuances in there that you don't get from things like tablature. Right, I suppose or, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, yeah, so, like music, I think the, the, the cool thing for me about emojis in a sense is that they are universal and that anyone, no matter what language you can speak, can understand them, even though I think they're probably used differently depending on the context. Yeah, the but they do have and the PJ is just. <laughs> but yeah, there is something maybe nice about trying to create something that everyone can understand, rather than having to speak a certain language. Or... Okay. Although, what about the Jamila Jamil incident of twenty twenty? Let's hear that, and then I want to hear from Tom as well. Yeah, go on. well, I don't know who Jamila Jamil is. No doubt you guys do. Yeah, right? no, I know. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, apparently, in in when there were the f sort of food shortages in April uh, yeah. last year, when the, the pandemic first kicked in, yeah. uh, she. Uh, tweeted i think a hand over the mouth emoji now on apple the hand over the mouth looks shocked yeah and sort of concerned but apparently on other platforms it comes out because it's not standardized it comes out as looking like someone giggling so ah. so it looked like she was a kind of privileged celebrity laughing at all these poor people failing yeah. to get their food yeah yeah so, you know, even room for misunderstanding. Well, because of the fact that, you know, you can have different fonts, different fonts don't change the meaning of the words. Tom will probably tell me they do. Um, but different emoji fonts can change the meaning of an emoji, which is interesting, which I think tells you they don't really behave very much like, yeah. like language. We, we're drifting somewhere. We are, I don't, we are, I, I don't know fun. where we're drifting. It's nice, but bring us on to something, Tom. Well, I actually think there are interesting points in both Nick's and Jordan's uh discussions there that kind of bring us back onto the punctuation point so mm. john you said that you thought emojis were replacing words but also removing the need for punctuation which i think is a very interesting point because in a way emojis are the ideograms right they are images representing an idea and sometimes you can use them as phonograms as well to represent a sound but essentially they are a hieroglyphic mm. language mm -hmm. and if you look at ancient hieroglyphic languages like egyptian they also did not use punctuation. Mm -hmm. So it has almost represented a full circle to the point where, because you're no longer using a kind of a modularized language system with letters, do you need punctuation? Um, to me, that sounds like regression, but anyway, go on. It, in some ways it could be, but it, you know, but if, you got if both, it's useful for if other you got things. got both lots. Exactly. Um, and Nick, to your point on fonts, I like a font. Um, I think you're correct to say that fonts don't change the meaning of a word, but they can absolutely change the interpretation. And can fonts, in some senses, play the role of punctuation? I mean, we don't think of, for example, using boldface or italics as punctuation, but it certainly changes the way you would read a sentence. You know, you read a sentence in bold and it sounds more forceful, more shouty. Well... Do we need a, a, a typeface change like italics or, or bold to represent sarcasm rather than Great. punctuation brilliant so th this because i was that was one of the things i was thinking about was that we did we do have prosodic stress which is what um what's stressing what is stressing a word okay so when you when you go oh no i i haven't had breakfast yet mm. but it implies that you've had something else mm. right uh that's prosodic stress and we do have that obviously we have italics or bold um you know if or you even underline even if you're going crazy underline um all three but we don't have any means yeah. in english to indicate phonemic stress which in some mm -hmm. cases could be important that's mm -hmm. where there's because english has stress as a phonemic so in other words if there's a difference between construct and construct Mm -hmm. We don't have a means of indicating that. I, I suspect that 
in almost every case uh, it's obvious from the context but it might be possible like let's say you wanted to call your company you, you wanted to call your company construct with a k mm. or constructly um and uh you know you might want to indicate to people that actually we're construct mm. we're not construct we're construct but there's no way of doing that in english so yeah no just I, that's something i was thinking about okay um all right um we're sort of most of the way through there um where are we what are, so well actually i've got a few more i know we're, we're being a bit rambly i do have a few more proposed i think this is what we need to hear about yeah, yeah. i but i'm not committing myself to any of these right i'm just reporting them um so just a few things that actually exist you should commit yourself to them for a All month, right. I, I, for a I'll, month. I'll, I'll try yeah. i'll try and start using well yeah. it's interesting that some of them have emerged of their own accord right yeah so i'll, I'll get to that in a sec but um there is a thing called these exist already but not in english right there's a thing called an asterism which is the three dots you might have seen in sort of um typesetting sometimes which indicate a paragraph or a sentence divider um okay. whereas we just use a space but you could use yeah. a you could you can imagine just you letting the text that? run on and just saying three dots why would you do that though well save space or something well, in if the old I, days, you didn't have shortage. Yeah, but yeah. in the old days, there was. So, uh, okay. The, the, uh, one thing I really like and believe we could make use of is the old inverted um, exclamation marks and question marks, which the Spanish and I Austrians I think they are have. so stupid. I was about right. to go on but to that. It, because it, And even, then, even then, the Spanish and Austrians think No, because if you had well. a really long question, you might not know it was a question until you got to It's to do with how your language operates. I agree. But, no, um, I think it's useful. East uh, now and the other interesting thing I didn't realize that East a lot of the East Asian languages mm. Japanese Chinese and Korean for example didn't have punctuation till we brought it over the the mm. West brought punctuation so they gave us you know tea and gunpowder and we gave them the question mark yeah nice um, anyway so other proposed new punctuation marks which don't exist but could um, are um, so irony mark was pr pr proposed by Hervé Bazin uh, mm, in an essay yeah. where he proposed the logo and we have that now I think I wonder if he did that ironically it wasn't did, really sort of yeah but we've got we, we discussed that it's the forward slash s yeah the question comma which yeah. was again another thing like the interrobang but again we have that because we have question mark exclamation mark um, the rhetorical question I think this is a good one this was proposed by Henry Denham in the 16th century and it, that would be just a backwards exclamation a backwards question mark yeah. which would say that you were not really asking the question you were sort of using it rhetorically love point the love point mm. two question marks back to back however we have that as basically the heart emoji what's that for what's well, just to sort of express a warm feeling about now something now I know saying. why when you're emailing me with now I understand yeah all the little yeah. heart emojis it's, yeah, now I, I understand yeah. yeah it's like just uh, you express warmth in the same way you would express you know forcefulness Quite with like an exclamation mark it's good isn't it then the acclamation point which we don't really have which is where you're an ex it's like different from an exclamation mark in that it's expressing commitment to the thing you're saying viva España but with an acclamation mark, which looks like a little V made of exclamation marks. Um, it's like saying, it's not, it's not, you're not shouting, Viva España! You're saying, Viva España! Hooray! I'm supporting this. Um, and then the certitude point, right? Again, one of Bazan's suggestions, mm. which is where you're saying you're sure of something. Now, we do have that as well, which is when you finish the sentence and then write in all caps, FACT! Full stop <laughs> after it. But uh, this, would be a, this would be a symbol which would do the trick. Okay. So there you go. There's a few more proposed. Interesting. I've got one. Yeah. Go on. The, the quasi quote, which was first recorded in the 1940s and was made by typing a quotation mark, backspacing by a single character, and then typing a hyphen over it. 
and it was used when the original quotation was too long. So it was essentially like a paraphrasing. Oh, that's awesome! Paraphrasing mark. I like that. I yeah. do like that we rather than having that. to the whole... use ellipses. Yeah, you, know, you can, or, or you know, clarify that you slightly edited a quote. Yeah. You can make it clear in the punctuation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I did not know how much I needed that until today. Uh, Does that we we're going to need that? Let's do that. Let's well, bring that back. As I said, we've already got lots of spare uh, quotation mark symbols we've got the french ones we've got german inverted ones we've also got uh you know curly or straight ones any typeset will tell you you should be using curly ones but maybe straight quotation marks should be used for no i think that when you say inverted quotation marks in germany do they, do they go at the bottom the first goes at the bottom I and see. the last goes at the top yeah so so but it's we just have just the, at the bottom silly. on both ends i think works brilliantly yeah mm. i would totally go with mm. that Okay, look, 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 I think it's been quite an interesting little sort of um, um, walk around around mm. this subject. I, just, um, I do, on. Uh, just to, in terms of the, I've got a question, but go yeah, on. no, this is more about what's. So, if you think in general terms about the types of what's if what's punctuation for, it's to add, um, you know, add uh, precision to what you're saying, to remove ambiguity, mm. essentially, um, and so you know, you you've got vagueness. Uh, in what types of vagueness do we have in language well I think one of them is that where you're not you could plausibly referring to a number of different types of thing but I think that's what words do words do that pretty well so when I say the queen you know if it's going to be ambiguous I can use other words to tell you which one I'm referring to but I think what we um, are kind of in general missing is sort of context markers so these would tell you about the situation the speaker is in and possibly even their mood so, for example, if I could write um, a, if I was inebriated and writing an email, I might want to indicate that, not by saying, "Oh, by the way, I'm this. drunk," uh, but that uh, maybe wobbly writing or something. Yeah, there was like some that. way that I, I could, did that exactly the other day. I was texting someone, and then afterwards, I'd say, "I'm completely drunk." Yeah. <laughs> so I could have done with that. It'd be better because then you'll sort of say, or if you say, oh, "I'm angry," or even online, you if you could if you could write in such a way, you say, "I'm British." If you could indicate that, it it'd be good to like, circumvent it. Peter would help be able to help us with some kind of like brain implant that detected that and automatically did it as you typed. But anyway, yeah, um, I think Nick has almost come full circle here to the point I made earlier about how fonts can change the mm. way you interpret things. I and mean, if you if you write a sentence in Comic Sans or in uh, in Thriller font, mm. it'll be interpreted differently, right? And mm. I think what you're talking about there is a drunk font. Yeah, we need yeah. to standardise around Wingdings. something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, okay, so I've got a question to ask. Um, really simple one. What's your favourite punctuation mark? Whoever, well, who wants to go first? Jordan. I think a comma. Okay. See, the humble quite, comma. Yeah. yeah, it's quite a vanilla. Tell us about it. Yeah, go on. Um, well, I like I like writing them. I think there's something I think there's something nice about the way they break up the speech. That's not so definitive as a full stop, and it kind of it sort of tells you there's something more to come, but it doesn't tell you how much or how little or there's... make it sound very tantalising. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a tease. The old yeah, comma, it isn't is. It? it is, and they're sort of they, people use them in different ways. At the Oxford comma, obviously, and yeah. they get uh, there's something nice and kind of free form about them. Okay. Yeah, Saturday nights are for full stops, but Friday nights are for commas. <laughs> I think that's what we're saying. Um, I think rather predictably and boringly, I, I do like a semicolon. Um, I think a lot of people would say that. I'm, I think I'm not necessarily not saying here today, but yeah, they're just that useful for stuff that is connected, but not quite as connected as you might think. Or it's you know, it's there's a little bit of space there that I kind of I'm not explaining. I'm very going. Well, I'm going off semicolons. I was a massive semicolon. Why fan are you going a few off years them? ago? 
I am beginning to find that they encourage ponderousness. Okay. I'm, I've, I think I, I, pref- I'm, I get criticised uh, in my writing sometimes for having quite long sentences with, without things like commas and things. Yeah. But I think that's because I've probably been reading a bit too much Cormac McCarthy <laughs> and uh, have decided that I prefer that. I prefer to have a big load of words fired at me. And then, um, you know, and then I kind of sort them out. It's more fun than having to read through, oh, he's pausing now, and now we've got a bit of a thought, and you imagine the person sucking on their pipe all through this flipping semicolon, and then you finally get to the other side, and it's something boring. <laughs> you know, so I, I, yeah, I've kind of gone off them a bit, I think. Okay. So are you saying your favourite punctuation is no punctuation? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't quite decided yet. Yeah. We'll get to the meaning. Uh, the... Stream of consciousness. Yeah. <laughs> Tom. Well, I think the, the M dash... It's probably my What's favorite an M punctuation. Dash? It's a slightly longer dash than an N dash. This was not in your list of fourteen. Although to be fair, that <laughs> they was were the like fourteen the most, common yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so, so it's it's not a short dash. It's a long dash. Yeah, a slightly longer dash. So when would you use that? Uh, I feel annoyed actually. When would you use that rather than a short dash? When you want a slightly longer dash. <laughs> Come on, no. Why? When? What? To indicate a slightly longer pause because you're you're typesetting and it will fit better in that location it's quite a flexible piece of punctuation i think it's a pin a pinteresque pause in it, your sentence rather than a frenetic sort of jump cut got to get, get to the normal thing. dash yeah yeah not but convinced it's it's, it's, it's rarely used enough that it's a little bit ill-defined so you have a little bit of freedom as to how you use it of course we didn't talk about now lost um, punctuation marks but there was the ever popular colon dash which you see everywhere in victorian literature really yeah always using colon dash oh yeah yeah i used to use that when i was a kid yeah right colon dash is really nice it's it's like it is like a real sort of it's almost like a because they liked quite long sentences i i feel that what it is 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 it someone unfurling a list of something that they're about to rattle? I feel off. I used to use it's it like, like they're, they're drawing like a, in breath. I used it about like to a bullet re- point. Read out. I think that's why I used things. it a bit like that. But um, but yeah. All right. I want to. I, I just want to move on from that. I don't like that. Sorry. There's oh. something about that that really annoys me, Tom. I don't. Oh, that's really sad. Um, well, thanks, <laughs> um, Nick. I, I'm going to go with the, uh, the. It's timeless. It's boring. It's a full stop. Isn't it's it? It's a good old full stop. <laughs> I, I, I don't think you could come appropriate up... Appropriate way to finish things, yeah. You couldn't come up with a better thing, really. It's like it's almost an onomatopoeic uh, piece of punctuation, you know. It well, it is, is in England. I a mean... little dot which says, boom, finish. that's it. I've said my piece now. <laughs> bang, you can bang. You, you don't have to fiddle around writing. You can just go... Bank. Not only ambiguity with your dot dot dot, whatever that one was called, I forget. Yeah, but you can imagine thinking that a vertical line or something would be better, but you'd be wrong because a full stop is so perfect. It's just, you know, and there's that very famous, isn't there, in in the, the, uh, is it 1066 and all that, where the very last sentence is, and with that, America became top dog and history came to her, and then it just has the full stop. But of course, that wouldn't work in the US because they call it a A period. period. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, sorry. I want to change my mind about my favorite. No, movie. come on. This no, is no, so no, 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 no. You've I, had I, your say. I'm going to go with the. No, I'm not going with that. I'm going to go with um, what? What is it called when it's dot dot dot? Ellipsis. 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 I use that a lot. Mm. So that's. I think I'm it shows saying. a lack of commitment. No, it shows. It shows. <laughs> it's, it's a mystery. It's an ambiguity, and and if there's nothing, if there's something that I'm about, it's that. Right? I think it's more an expression of your ADHD. You can't get round to finishing a sentence. You want to move on to the next yeah, one. Yeah, maybe. I was going to say an expression of age, but yeah. <laughs> exactly. 
Where, what, where was I again? <laughs> um, no, I like leaving it something in the air. Yeah. Bit like I've just done there. <laughs> I just hate the way nearly all my jokes just totally fall Yeah, flat. it's good. It's good. It's part of the yeah, tradition. Do you want us to all laugh so yeah, that you can have it as like a Of course a I do. Of course I do. Right, we'll stop there. Um, uh, as always, thanks for listening. If you have any thoughts or suggestions for topics, you can email us at, at podcast at com. We'd love to hear from you. If you've enjoyed the podcast, Nick, what, you should, what should you do? Like and subscribe, full stop. Exactly. All right, thanks always for listening. I'm Fraser McGrew. I've been here with Tom Spence. Jordan Fermanis and Nick Hale of Aleph Insights. Until next time, goodbye.